Hello, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> I would like to watch a romantic comedy. I write a letter when I have a crush so intense I don't know what else to do. Well, hello. Hi, there aren't very many good quotes in this movie. But it is a good movie. It is a good movie. And the movie that we're... Actually, before we talk about the movie, Sarah, let's talk about ourselves and be selfish. Welcome to RomanticComedyCommentary.com, where Sarah enjoys calling it... RomComCom.com. And today, we're going to be talking about a little movie called... All the Boys I've Loved Before. Which is based on a young adult novel. No. And it's a very long one. Is it? 388 pages. Oh, wow. Jenny Han had a lot to say. I mean, I feel like for a young adult romantic comedy novel, that is a stout page number. Yeah, that makes me want to read it. Yeah, like I feel like this bad boy would have cruised in like a nice 210, something like that, or a 225. Uh, But the movie itself, this one actually, uh, well, Sarah, how did you know about this movie? I don't know. Just started hearing about it. I can tell you how I became aware of it. We had a listener, name is Michael, shoot us a article from NPR. Linda Holmes wrote called Rumors of the Death of the Rom-Com are Greatly Exaggerated. Yeah, I guess I saw it in my Google News because Google knows I like rom-coms. So it sent me a couple of articles about how this is a great example of rom-com resurgence Mm -hmm. and i really suggest checking out that article too because it's it's kind of interesting how she talks about what it kind of takes to be a modern romantic comedy starlet and how you know like uh, jennifer lawrence and emma stone really wouldn't fit in rom-coms nowadays even Hmm. if they wanted to do them and you know how crazy rich asians is is a big deal and then how netflix is really leading the resurgence of romantic comedies for the most part makes sense and this is a netflix only thing right Yes. Okay, cool. I liked it. At least it. on Netflix. I liked it an awful lot. I did too. I, I didn't know that we were actually going to watch it. I mean, I was just aware of it. Uh, 7.4 on IMDb, 96 on oh. Rotten Tomatoes. And 98 on Google Reviews. So people like this movie. Yeah. I, I will say it comes in at a hour, shoot, what, hour 39? Mm-hmm. It felt longer, but not in a bad way. To me, at least. I mean, if, if you told me it was two hours long, I'd have bought it. Really? So, yeah. This is one that I don't think probably too, too many people have probably seen quite yeah, yet. Yeah, it's very new. Yeah, but I really hope they check it out. Do you, can you give a, and I'm really going to hold mm-hmm. you to, like, I mean, literally the broadest of strokes, because we'll delve into, give the broadest of bro- or do you want me to do it? I don't know. Do you want to do it? I think I can do it. Let me try it. This. Okay. Do you have a stopwatch on your phone? Um. Yes. Okay. To All the Boys I've Loved Before starts with our young female protagonist, Laura Jean, a high schooler. Uh, She's in love with her next door neighbor, who she has written a love note to, but never given to him, in addition to writing four other love letters to the men who she has loved before. Boys she has loved before. (laughs) Uh, Her younger sister ends up sending these letters in the mail to these five guys without Laura Jean knowing. kind of hijinks ensue she ends up pretending to date one of these guys so that number one she's not as embarrassed for the other four guys that got love letters and she also this guy wants to make his ex-girlfriend jealous the movie goes on and on and on they end up falling in love with each other and that is basically the movie 
So the setup is what? All right. That's under a minute, 47 seconds. Yes. Very broad. It's mostly setup. Yeah, because we're going to spend an hour talking about the, the finer points. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, do you think you can do better? Yes. Okay, so the movie starts with Laura Jean, who is a high school student who, instead of ever talking about her emotions, writes love letters to the boys she has crushes on. So she's written five love letters. Her younger sister is tired of seeing her mope around the house, so she in secretly sends the letters out because, for some reason, Laura Jean put dresses on them. Uh, the boys get them. She's confronted by one boy. But she's secretly in love with another one named Josh, who her sister was dating. In order to get Josh to think that the letter was a mistake, she tries to date or pretends to date the other boy, Peter. Meanwhile, Peter is just trying to make his ex-girlfriend jealous. So they start this romance that's totally based on pretense. It's it's a classic Shakespearean farce. Um But of course, as they're getting to know each other, they start falling for each other, but they keep pretending it's a fake relationship. Then they decide they really like each other. There's lots of um, backhanded stuff. I don't like this. I feel like it needed more set up at the beginning to say like she just lives in her head. Well, do do you want to do it again? Do it again and just try and keep it tighter. Mm Mm-mm. I can try it one more time and make it really, really tight. No. Okay. This is actually a very confusing sounding movie. I promise you. It is not when you watch it. Yeah, and it is it's 100% clear. worth watching. Do not let a confusing description it's not <laughs> even. It's not even half as confusing as Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones has five times more characters. So it starts out with her and her sisters and her sisters getting ready to go to college. Margo. Yeah. And she's dating the next door neighbor who Josh. our uh, protagonist, Laura Jean, loves. Well, Josh, okay, so Laura Jean uh, is two years younger than her sister and Josh is in between them in grades. So he started out being Laura Jean's friend. And I don't know how he and Margo started dating but Laura Jean had a crush on him first, but she never told Margot. And Margot's kind of like a surrogate mom since their mom died when they were little. So she's kind of like half sister, half mom, you know? Mm. So it's almost like you don't question your older sister. You just let him let her date your crush. Crush, yeah. yeah. Even though they were friends first, I guess. And then Margot decides, even though she's like the seeming matriarch of the family, she just decides to go to college in Scotland. Yeah. Which is <laughs> random. Well, yeah. Did you ever know anybody that went to college out of the country? Is that an mm-hmm. actual thing? I had one friend who talked about going to college out of the country, but he's from Germany. So it seemed like kind of normal well yeah over in europe i feel like they would travel to college it'd be like going to a different state well not quite but i mean almost (laughs) like he's he he grew up in germany and then moved to the u.s in fourth grade and he's a u.s citizen but he wanted to go to school in edinburgh oh i thought you meant like like a pen pal of yours that you had like he was actually in germany no he was my first boyfriend fourth grade what was his name his name was johan nice Mm -hmm. you dated a johan yeah nice yep and uh yeah he wanted to go to college in edinburgh but 
he didn't end up going there. I can't remember where he went. But that's the only connection I have to going to school yeah, I, out of the country or in Scotland. I knew one guy that talked about going to school in England in high school, but he was just like one of those weird guys that would just try to shock you by saying stuff. Yeah. Genuinely have no idea where he ended up going. I hmm. highly doubt he was going to Cambridge like he claimed he was going to be going though. So. <laughs> well, and I guess you could. I just never really thought about it yeah it was never even on my radar either I, yeah it seems like a quite a daring person to do that so her sister when she goes to leave i mean you're not gonna have that baggage the guy says oh i bought a plane ticket to come over there and see you and she's like put the brakes yeah. on there buddy like that's not exactly gonna be Hold the wisest on. choice and then she broke up with him it kind of forced her hand because she was planning on breaking up with him but then she had to that day <laughs> she had to ex- expedite things quite a bit yeah so she leaves yeah, He's... she goes to school. Meanwhile, Josh is a senior and Laura Jean is a junior. Oh. And she's she's just a homebody. She lives in her head. And her younger sister is in... Oh, I love her younger sister. Sixth grade. How good is her younger sister in Kitty? this thing? Yeah, yeah, she's good. I think she provided for me the bulk of the comedic action yeah. in this movie. At the least... younger sister and the sassy friend. Yeah, and the precocious younger child all rolled into one. No, there are two. The younger sister. The younger sister yeah. is the precocious child. Well, in the, the other part of the comedy came from the sassy friend. There were two. I'd say there were two sassy friends. Then one being the sister. There can't be two sassy friends. She's the precocious child. Why can't it be both? Because they're two different characters. All right, fine, <laughs> but I, I thought she was really one of the funniest parts of this entire movie. I don't yeah. know who she is. I want to see her in more stuff. Yeah. Um. Highly serious. So when she ran in before Lara Jean was going to take her to school, she was like, one minute, I got to run in and get something. She comes out with her bicycle helmet on. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. That's the other thing in this. They were leaning real hard on the Asian can't, can't drive, drive stereotype. Yeah. That came up probably six I was kind of surprised. Well, it wasn't. But she, I think it was more just her fear. I Yeah, but. I don't think it was intentionally <laughs> the Asians can't drive stereotype. I but, mean, it fed into that stereotype, but I don't think that was intentional. I think it was in, in a lot. I used to read a lot of YA fiction because I was getting my license to teach uh, 7th through 12th English language arts. Uh-huh. Um, and there's almost always like a quirk that the female protagonist has, hmm. whether it's, you know, like one had agoraphobia or they have something special about them. And, and it's probably more fleshed out in the novel mm. that she's terrified of driving uh-huh. and she's a very bad driver. But instead of the movie, it just kind of came out. As yeah. It came out as <laughs> Asian Asians can't drive. can't drive or Asian girls or women can't drive. And to be clear, it wasn't brought up once or twice, like ha 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 is a kind of a small joke. Mm-hmm. It was beat into you and was even mentioned in like the grand gesture moment of the movie. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a, a very important part of this movie. Mm-hmm. And that was very, very funny to me on um, many levels. <laughs> but again, yeah, the sister with that bicycle helmet was, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's funny. I breezed right over it. No, I liked it because it's just mm-hmm. a small little, a small little moment. Yeah. So her, her mom died when they were young. Her dad is an OBGYN. 
played by John Corbett. Oh man, he's Aiden. making the jump from being the male protagonist to being the protagonist's dad. Do you know who he looks like to me now that he's getting older? Jeff Bridges. He is starting to oh. look like Jeff Bridges, not Jeff Daniels. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, like the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have similar voices too. In that kind probably... of laid back delivery. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Jeff Bridges shaved, I think especially. He has like a little bit of a beard because hmm. Aiden's starting to get a little gray. And he was in this movie for 30 seconds before I just wrote down Great Dad. Yeah. Oh. Because he did seem like a nice guy, a straight yeah. shooter. You know, the few lines. Interested in his daughters. Very interested in his daughters, but he give, gave him plenty of freedom but guidance. Mm-hmm. So I liked him a lot as that dad. We'll it's funny when you to have that. to worry that your kid is not going out enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's. Hmm. Well, yeah, because at one point in the movie, he's. Just says like, oh, no, no, she's going to go out with you. We can finish making these cupcakes. Me and the other daughter are like, no, mm-hmm. you're going to go. And then he gives you're gonna her. You're going to go to this high school party. And he gives her the three simple rules for dating his teenage daughter. No booze. No drinking. Yeah, no drinking, no drugs, no, drugs, no, no hands. hands. Yeah. I thought that was a very streamlined rules for dating good. his daughter. Yeah. That was, uh, I like him as a dad. I but really they like didn't him listen role. to two out of the three of those. No, 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 no. But that's probably to be expected. Yeah. So... Where were we in this? Her mother has passed away. Yeah. Her sister is gone. She has a guy that she liked that used to date her sister. Mm-hmm. Isn't anymore. Josh. Josh. So she's daydreaming about Josh. And it seems like she spends a lot of time daydreaming, which is something I can totally relate to. She lives in her head a lot, which I think girls do a lot. At least I did. Mm-hmm. And I can see it in my own kid but i think you you just kind of like create fantasies and live in this world that that movies have created and this movie is helping perpetuate (laughs) that that kind of living in the the fantasy of the rom-com. Well, I mean, the movie even starts with her running through a field of flowers to meet mm-hmm. this guy. And, and through the whole movie, she loves reading trashy romance novels. Yeah. That, again, she daydreams about putting herself in those situations. Mm-hmm. So it, Yeah. And there have been very few times that reality has ever matched up with the things that I imagined or that I wanted in high school. Wanted love to be like or guys to be like, you know? What do you mean? Like you wanted them to ask you out with some giant grand gesture or run through a field of flowers to you? No, more like like Peter Kaminsky, like like being totally obsessed with me, but in like a cute way and like also not like self-conscious or weird, you know, like a way that it just isn't realistic to have someone kind of obsessed with you in the perfect way that you want exactly and, and none of the creep like a like a custom made yeah none of the creepy in the way all of the romantic you want and then the drama is not because he doesn't like you but because there's some issue that you didn't understand you know or whatever how long did it take you to realize that this reality and your perception of it in that way didn't match up Ugh. Hey, Long time. What I was going to say, because you're a fairly aware person, so it kind of surprises me. Yeah, but if you read books all the time yeah. and are never allowed out of the house, <laughs> <laughs> I 
you know. <laughs> so so if like, you're not a bookish, if you're not a bookish shut-in, you don't well, think this will be a problem. And my mom always said, never compare your insides to other people's outsides. Like, never compare what you're feeling in yourself to what you see other people because you can very easily, like in high school, people that had serious relationships. I was always like, oh, I want to have like a serious boyfriend and like go on dates on the weekend. And like, I'm always thinking about this one couple. I was in art class Mm. sophomore year and I think they were seniors and like, like they went like antiquing one weekend. Wait, what? Yeah. And at the time I was like, oh man, that's like so adult and cool. And now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck were 18 year olds going antiquing? Going antiquing. Like, what is this? This is something that people older than I am now do. Yeah. I don't. High school relationships are just looking back again, so odd. Mm -hmm. Like I would know people uh, that would already have all their names for their kids made out. They'd have, I knew one guy that made them made their dream home on like a computer aided design software (laughs) for all that. And a guy, the guy made it for the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for them, for the girl. Yeah. He made in the computer with what she said of like what their home would be. I knew that had to be girl driven. And it was, just just girls love planning well it just always seemed so bonkers to me how yeah how some people would go just so far with it and you kind of be like wait we're in high school and then of course i dated someone as a junior Mm -hmm. yeah but i do like that to what your mom your mom said that's a good point because it again it is really easy to look at i know like i'm going to a wedding this weekend for someone that i know from high school who they were like the it couple in our friend group oh, and really? like in a chunk of the school they were like one of the it couples oh, and they're just getting married now well no no they broke they broke up it's the i'm sorry i said that badly I, the the girl from that relationship is getting married they broke up when we were in college but it was like i still think of them as even separately when i think of them i flash of them together because that's just how much i i oh. thought of them as a as a a unit hmm. so but I'd always look at them, you know, kind of like, oh, they're doing so good and so perfect. And number one, you don't see what, yeah, you don't see what's going on behind yeah. behind closed doors. What just they're in- actually feeling or thinking. I mean, that's like every Instagram post and shit. It's like everything's amazing. So then do you think that this type of stuff is, because I'd say this movie, I mean, rom-coms, yeah, in general do only show you the good you know the, the like you said the problem yeah. isn't that he doesn't like you the problem is something extra and they yeah. create this well and the other thing that hit me is movies in general they have to do this they can't show the mundane parts of life mm. like christmas eve or whatever when josh comes over and they finally have like a heart to heart and then all, the next scene is she's like well now it's new year's eve that week between christmas eve and new year's eve was never even addressed. And that is the longest week of the year. I swear. (laughs) Every year I'm like, this is the longest week. Because it's just this dead week where you're like, what do I do with myself all week? That Like when I was in school, it'd be like, well, there's no school, but it's winter. You can't do very much. It's dark all the time. And it's just 
the longest week in the world. I mean, at least in this, yeah, I agree with you. There's they don't show us some things. They give us kind of a quick montagey thing at one point of cleaning her room. Well, not cleaning her room. I was thinking when she was saying like we were actually kind of acting like we're really acting like we were dating. I got to know some of her friends, and the one gave her that really stupid nickname. Uh, God, oh, what yeah. was it? L- Lara Largy? He wanted to call yeah. her Largy? He's like, because you're tiny. And he picks her up. I'm like, you are stupid. And this is stupid. <laughs> but I'm saying they, you know, at least kind of put that out there that, oh, yeah. they were probably just doing boyfriendy, girlfriendy stuff. Yeah. But you're right. I do wonder. And time, you know, you have to do that. And time passes, you know, in an unrealistic way in rom-coms. But at the same time, it just feeds into... You know, when you're young, you don't realize how much of life is just mundane, boring shit. You know, it's just (laughs) that's probably 70 percent of life. (laughs) And it's just, you know, when you're little, you're like, yeah, party, it's going to be awesome. And then when you get older, you're like, this is kind of boring. And then as you get much older, you're like, oh, wait, this is most of life. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I, I for sure have looked forward to things two weeks out but not like i'm going on a trip but like oh cool i get to go watch this football game at a bar for two hours with some friends not mm-hmm. like we're going nuts not like we're going out all night yeah. not like they're getting sitters like just doing something. just doing something terrible or literally coming over and sitting in your basement and watching an osu game yeah. again not going crazy but it's like oh cool i have something to do a week and a half from now for two hours mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah instead of just watching star trek deep space nine on repeat <laughs> so that's good uh Shoot, back to the movie, at yeah. least a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so at this point, her little sister sees her pining after this guy and not doing anything about it. And so she. Well, she sends... doesn't know whether she. She doesn't know that Laura Jean likes Josh. She just is like, it's a Friday night and I'm sitting here watching Golden Girls with her, with you, with her sister. And I canceled plans to sit with you because. I knew you'd be alone. Like she's finally like, okay, something needs to happen. So she mails those letters, which why would she have them addressed? Yeah, exactly. I didn't understand that. So she because these... there's a part of her that wanted them sent, <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. But she has these five letters right? in a box. She's incredibly They're, thorough. Yeah, five letters in a box, may ready to mail, presumably stamp on them. Sister finds them, shoots them off. I don't know if they have stamps, but I'm pretty sure Kitty could handle If she stamps. had them in addressed envelopes, these, you've just described the type of girl that would have put the stamp on them yeah. also. So we're going to assume stamp. And then all of a sudden, fast forward, she's in school, and the one guy... Um, Peter. Peter comes up to her. Comes up to like, her on the track, yeah. She's running around the track, and he's like, I'm really flattered. She's like, Why? He's like, well, you talked, and he said something very specific about like wanting, you wanted to like touch my hair and like something that she said in the letter that he quoted directly. And she just looked at him and he's like, I, you know, I just, I just broke up with Jen. I'm really flattered. And then she faints (laughs) and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he gets her to sit back up and then she sees Josh coming toward them and he's trying to still tell her like, I'm not into you. Hmm. And Josh is, it's clear that Josh also got a letter because he looks like he has something to say to her and he's coming toward them. And she just impulsively turns and like, like straddles Peter (laughs) and like starts making out with him. 
And someone, I was reading reviews and someone said it was the cutest sexual assault they'd ever seen. Oh <laughs> my. <laughs> which, which it is. <laughs> Just totally jumping on a dude. And I think this is the only time in the movie that I could think of that we actually saw a teacher in this school. Yes, the gym teacher I love runs that. Over. He's like, hey, 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 don't do that. Get off him. Come on. Go give me a mile. Yeah. He told her to go give her another <laughs> yeah. mile. But again, a, a teen rom-com that a teacher wasn't <laughs> like a, a, a character class. was. That's true. There are no teachers. Yeah. And you usually that is a mark, yeah. like a trope of the That's high school true. ones is that a teacher that yeah. providing insight or something. Or insight or comedy. Yeah, well, either way, a teacher yeah. is usually an integral part in it, which they yeah. skipped in this. They I don't actually, have any teachers. But you know why I like that a lot? And and I it does serve, I think, it a really good purpose. It doesn't weigh down the plot. Well, I, not even that it doesn't weigh down the plot. The one thing that I really, really liked that this movie did is that, so it, to me, it felt like it had an almost frantic pace at times to it to mimic hmm. how uncomfortable she was at times. Like I felt uncomfortable and she felt uncomfortable because it would be like very fast paced scenes and even how they hmm. cut would be kind of quick. And the movie as a whole does a really good job of making you feel, I thought, anxious, like you were in high school, kind of I how never you remember picked up on a little. Any of that. Oh, see, and maybe maybe it's not even meant to be there. Hmm. It made me feel just like kind of scenes were a little awkward. Like, well, yeah, well, there were plenty of awkward scenes. And and so I'm saying with the no teachers in it, it made you feel like you were a high schooler. It made you feel the emotions of a high schooler. It were you to introduce a teacher into that or like another adult role that isn't just like a parent who's in and out real quick. I would have identified with that yeah, teacher or whatever. True. By... It forces you to identify with the teens, yeah. even if you're not a teen. Exactly. And, yeah. the, and again, the pacing is someone, you know, watches this movie and me saying that, I promise you it is like some scenes where she is, you know, anxious or nervous do have like a much faster pace hmm, to them. And Frank, so the whole movie really did make me feel not just through the story, but through even like, you know, the music in the background kind of very much like I was in high school. I identified with what was going on. Hmm. And I thought that was one thing it did really good. Okay. Um, and again, I see not having teachers being part of that. Well, the teacher, I loved his response because as someone who has taught in a high school setting and substitute taught in a high school setting, teachers see so much shit day to day so mm -hmm. much stupid just kids are just dumb it's like they they're just underdeveloped adults you oh, know they, they don't just think they don't have see? shit worked out yeah but you and mean they you do see... things impulsively and it's so classic for a teacher to be like hey hey, hey get off her come on ta -ta, ta -ta. It's, um, <laughs> it's just like not even like i'm not upset at you i'm just trying to get through the day like come on Let's get off him and let's go. That's like when I help I help at this summer camp and every once in a while the teen guys, well, every year the teen guys and girls will kind of like buddy, buddy up a little too much. I remember at a, a mm -hmm. fire one night, they didn't think we were looking. He's like putting his arm around her and I think he grabbed her, oh. you know, grabbed her butt at one point and I just walked over and I grabbed him by the shoulder and leaned in and went, hey, you need to lock it up, buddy. <laughs> and I just walked away and years later I told him about that. He was like, oh yeah, no, I, I grabbed her butt again. I was like, yeah, I, know. I just didn't care. <laughs> so, cool, the old fire butt grab so she did we say she's not yeah we said she sent out five letters how many letters do you think you would have written in oh. high school would you have i feel like it well she did it from not just in high school well, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she started until, in like sixth grade yeah, yeah yeah but i mean from from basically light beginning of life to junior year of high school she had oh, five yeah, letters yeah. i'd have a lot more than that see i don't think i'd have 
I don't think I'd have even, <laughs> I'd have five. Hmm? I really, really? I mean, if we're just talking like random crushes you had that actually came out of something, maybe. Like, instead of dealing with the crush, she just writes a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to think of how many girls I actually had. Well, no, actually probably, no, okay, maybe maybe four. Maybe four, okay, maybe wow. five's not as big of a number as you I thought. You didn't start in first grade like I did? <laughs> Was every every quarter a new guy for Sarah? No, first grade. I just decided I liked him. I looked in the yearbook. You looked in the yearbook? Mm-hmm. And I decided <laughs> I liked him. Wait, he wasn't in your class? No, he was in my class. So why'd you look in the yearbook? Just to see what my options were. <laughs> <laughs> and how long, all. how long did you crush on him? Only like that year, but my parents never let it go. Like my parents found out about it and it was like years like to the point where like four years later we were driving down the road my stepdad saw him out the window and um yelled something like i think he yelled his name in like a flirty way and i like ducked down under behind the seat because i was like (laughs) no that's fantastic mm-hmm. they never let me live that down they never let you live down your first grade crush yeah that's awesome what if i brought this She's, up to my your mom, mom now talks, remember oh that? absolutely she still talks about him so then wait how many you said a lot what's a lot are we talking 20 no 15 i would say 10 okay that's not too bad yeah one two three <laughs> four <laughs> Uh, five by like freshman year well so i guess that's where she is she's only a year older than me in this movie so yeah so like five or five or maybe six by the time i was 16 so i guess upon closer inspection i just started earlier yeah okay (laughs) instead of starting in like sixth grade model un now i'm starting in first grade huh so again, back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, she's kissed him, the the Josh. I always forget their names. Peter. Peter. She's kissed Peter on the track, and then they come up with the plan. Where he's to- like, Jen just broke up with me. I want to make her jealous. Mm. Let me get one thing out of the way here, though, because it's going to make me talking about this movie a lot easier when it comes to characters. This character that plays. Or the actor that plays Josh? Mm-hmm. He's the one that she fake dates, right? No. Which one's the fake date? Peter. Okay. <laughs> so the actor that plays Peter, and let me do this because it's just, I'm not going to remember to call him Peter. To me, okay, and you're going to go, really? No. Mm-hmm. He talks and he moves and delivers like Mark freaking Ruffalo. Oh, so for no the, way. He's Benny. He's Benny. The jet from Sandlot. I can see that, but I disagree with you. <laughs> so for the rest of this podcast, you get to choose what I call him, Sarah. I will either be calling him, since Mark Ruffalo is taken, I can either call him Matthew Ruffalo, Luke Ruffalo, or John Ruffalo, or Todd Ruffalo. Well, just Peter. No, I'm not going to remember that. Matthew, Luke, and John. Why not put Peter in there? I don't want to call him Peter. All biblical names. Okay, so Todd Ruffalo it is. So <laughs> I will, from here on out in this podcast, be referring to her no. main love interest as Todd Benny Ruffalo. Benny the Jet. 
Rodriguez. You can call him that. This is for me. He so, is Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He looks like it, kind yeah. of a little bit, but he looks more like Mark Ruffalo. No, he delivers he his does lines not. like him. He delivers his line. He has the Mark Ruffalo comedic timing. Mm-hmm. He's oh, got Benny the Jet. Watch that diner scene. Watch, Watch the diner scene and tell me that that's not Mark Ruffalo's. I, I looked it up when I was watching this movie. I looked it up to confirm that he wasn't a cousin of Mark Ruffalo. Well, in that's real life, his name is was Noah. Yeah. He don't look like a Noah. I know. Looks like a Todd. Todd Ruffalo. No, he does not look like a Todd. <laughs> so Todd Ruffalo proposes the no. idea to her that they should be that they should fake a date to Benny. make his girlfriend his ex-girlfriend jealous Jen. and so that she Jen's bud with a g yeah is that yeah. gen jennifer wouldn't that be genesee i don't care female is with a g i don't care for it uh so they come up with the plan to fake date and they come up with the rules she makes them she writes a contract mm-hmm. Do you ever wish that when you dated someone that you had had a contract in the beginning? Mm, Like something to just lay it out like t-shirt give back timelines and like sweatshirt non-stretching out clauses. No. Or like gas reimbursement. Oh. Okay. I feel like you've been hurt in the past. (laughs) Who hurt you, Justin? By someone who who used all your gas. And took your sweatshirts or stretched out your sweatshirts and... No, I just, okay, okay, I guess not. Maybe that's just, a, maybe that's not a thing people do. Did you write a song about it, like Ben Folds? I would, I probably did, but it was nowhere nearly as good. <laughs> so she makes him, and, and part of it is they can't kiss, but he gets to put his hand in her back pocket. Like 16 Candles. Yeah. That's another one of those movies. See, this is how it feeds into the girl fantasy world, because mm. 16 Candles, oh, it's so good. Have you seen it? 16 candles i've only seen chunks of it and i'm excited for us to do it on here so good and it's very much like girl dreamland Mm -hmm. molly ringwald is in it and she is like the un unseen member of her family always like angsty and you know it's then this really hot dude ends up like falling for her for some unknown reason do do you think kids don't know john hughes yeah really Mm -hmm. you don't think they know 16 candles or any of those maybe i would be really curious i wish we knew some teens i finished brooklyn 99 Mm -hmm. which is very sad but at least it's still on the air it will be coming back Mm -hmm. but in the meantime the hole that has left in my heart and in my evenings I've tried to fill with Community, which Mm. I watched from the beginning. Mm. But, okay, I feel so old because Community started in the fall of 2009, which is um, I got married in the summer of 2009. So it doesn't seem like it should be that long ago, but they're like (laughs) the way they dress and like certain hairstyles and like the cool girls, the person that they portray as the cool girl, her mm-hmm. hairstyle is like nobody does their hair like that anymore. And like Jeff Winger, the cool guy, nobody wears shirts quite that way mm-hmm. anymore. And I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but it sure looks like it. And so I've been trying to watch that. And they meet in the library and like have a study group. And then Abed, who's obsessed with film, recreates The Breakfast Club. Nice. So they knew about The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Or John Hughes, at least. Yeah. But what else was in there? They can't kiss. He has to write her notes every day. 
and pass them to her? Or was that when he requested or he offered to do that? Either way, he gives her notes all the time. It's basically they came up with ways to for him to show her affection without yeah, making her uncomfortable. He writes her notes because Jen was always mad that he never wrote her notes. Yeah. So he's like really going to stick it to her or something. At what point in this movie did you realize that they were going to fall in love? Was it immediately? I knew ahead of time. Oh, uh, okay. It yeah. took me it took me probably about when they got to the party. They oh. ended up going to a party like Sarah mentioned earlier. It, in this movie, they're they're faking this relationship too goes on for a long, long time. It's not like a week or two. It is three months. The, it's a big chunk of the school year. Yeah, three months. They yeah. go through winter into yeah spring. No. Yeah, because at the, the end, ski- no, because at the end he's they're on the lacrosse field. They're in California. Okay, so it's always nice. <laughs> the thing is, it started in <laughs> September. <laughs> it says you can watch the okay, movie again. Okay, okay. And then the ski trip is right before Christmas, and she says that's three months. We're never going to be doing this that long. That's the only reason I agreed to it. Yeah, and then how long after the ski trip did it take them to reconcile? Mm, few think, weeks it could be three months it could be another three months it could be they don't state that but they I don't, don't pretend they're boyfriend and girlfriend that entire time and you said that that goes on a long time okay it does three months is a long time to pretend I agree, you're dating but it doesn't someone go till spring <laughs> just one, i will give you twenty dollars if you just let something i say pass one time you don't even know how many things i've let pass i let a lot pass oh my that i'd love to correct oh my lord I couldn't hand my poor heart couldn't handle it. Poor Brian. So they go to a house party, and mm-hmm. this house party is like a. Ve- it looks like a Vegas pool party. Yeah, it it's is very bonkers. nice. Apparently, California. Bonkers. Where bonkers. are they in California? I didn't even know they were in California. So the don't, palm trees. Don't didn't... know. Don't know why you're going to ask me, Sarah. <laughs> I'm going to be wrong about it, no matter what I say. Oh, boy. <laughs> So they're at a they're at a party, and his whole point is to make the girlfriend jealous. She gets a or ex girlfriend jealous. She gets a couple good jabs in on that girl too. Yeah. Are people okay? So is that another trope in these these high school romantic comedies? Is that characters are overly unrealistically vicious to each other? Because I feel like this girl treats no, her like I think girls are girls vicious. that mean. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, especially when they used to be friends back in the day. They have a history there. See, that to me feels like they're playing it. I can't imagine being that cruel And that's to a someone. really bitchy move. That's one of the reasons that he initially is attracted to the idea of faking the relationship is that that will really piss Jen off. You know, so that's a dick move to begin with. Yeah. You know, and apparently all of Jen's animosity toward her and their falling out happened in seventh grade when they played Spin the Bottle. And she kissed Peter, and Jen was like, I liked him, and you kissed him. Has anything good ever come from Spin the Bottle, or is it just one big ball of everybody feeling awkward? Oh, no. I don't think it's fine. I mean, why do people keep playing it? Do they, though? Do yeah. people actually play Spin the Bottle? I don't know now. How many times have you, what you mean is 34? I'm going to guess is 34-year-olds are not playing Spin the Bottle. No, Sarah, but do you think no, like I mean, teens teenagers these days? Now. I don't know. Is there an app for it? Probably. I feel like there's a spin the bottle it's app. like meat spin the bottle. <laughs> um, if you Google spin the bottle app, quite a few options come up. What is so up. tough about 
putting an empty bottle on the ground for god's sake well sarah i gotta tell you there is one here there's so there's spin stupid. the bottle original but then i'll tell you there's spin the bottle ex- spin the bottle spin exclamation the bottle. point touch which your boobs le- which lets you know it's not your average spin the oh bottle. what do you do jump into virtual reality it's so dumb just live for like real people like what's so difficult about looking at people's faces and touching a real bottle <laughs> The description. Like you're going to have to kiss a real person. The description of spin the bottle is not your average spin the bottle with an all is it has a quote that just says got to suck face with my crush. Awesome. Oh my God. That review is from Jeff. It's like, why? Okay. Well, you have a phone. (laughs) Why don't you literally spin your actual phone around? Played this for two hours. Got about 20 kisses. Oh Jesus. That's one Says kiss every six minutes. That's one kiss every six minutes. Bring your chapstick, Sarah. Bring, Bring a chapstick. bottle. <laughs> Stop telling me about it on the internet. Did you ever play Spin the Bottle? Yeah. Did you? I think so. Nice. Good for you. I think I did. I don't think I was ever in a position to play Spin the Bottle where like asked. You didn't have a bottle? Like, where are you going to find a bottle these days, Sarah? <laughs> What's so Bo- hard about it? Bottle deposits. They, yeah. You know, they're just gone. Michigan, gone they're gone every gone. second. I don't think I ever got the chance to really play it. And I used to think my my like crushing, crippling anxiety would have made it impossible Even when for you me were to play a team? Spin the Bottle. Absolutely. Oh. oh, absolutely. How do we get on Spin the Bottle? Oh, because yeah. Because that's she, how yeah. they... Yeah, that's, that's why she doesn't like That's her. why Jen doesn't like and she, Jen, the, Lara Jean. And Jen is constantly hitting on this guy. She pulls him aside in all these events. And... Yeah, she's the one who broke up with him for some college dude. Yeah, that's also weird. Number one, statutory rape. Number yeah. two, you broke up with him, dude. Let him go. So house party, where do, where do we go from here? Because there is like a big chunk of them just getting to she know each other. She goes to his parent, his mom's house for dinner. Turns out his mom's a single mom and his parents got divorced. And then he like, you know, very bold move is like, do you miss your mom? And she's like, yeah. And it's like, teens just don't do that. No. They just, that's probably the most unrealistic part. It's just like turn to someone whose mom died and be like, do you miss her? Mm. It's like, yeah, I fucking miss her. Like, <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah, no, dog, not so much. Yeah. Like, like they connect because they both have an absent parent in a way, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit ham-fisted, and I get it. And it's like, oh, teens connecting over their loss. There has to be something, you know, in the YA genre about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of breezed over that. And then they go to the diner. I like and... all that. There's probably three or four scenes in this diner, and I like all of them. Yeah, they're very sweet. Yeah, it's a nice point to just keep mm-hmm. coming back to. And Yeah. She goes to the diner with her dad, and her dad tells her a little bit more about her mom and how she loved playing the same song over and over again. I feel like the book would flesh her mom out a Wait, little was bit that more. At, was that at this point, or was that after that's the... Later. That's after the... Yeah. 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 Does he, so when they go into the party, the one thing I do have written down is so when they go in... He takes her phone or takes a photo of her with his phone because to show her how pretty he thinks she is or that she is pretty. And then she's like, All right, take a photo of me as your background. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, did, don't you need to do the same? And he's like, I already did it. Is that the point where he actually was starting to like her? I think it to me that Honestly, that seemed like I a Honestly, I think flirty, it was before that. You think it was like from the yeah, get go? I think the it get-go, was from the get go because okay. she, he, she, he was like really surprised to get the letter, obviously. Mm. And then all of a sudden she just starts like kissing him. And then instead of just being like, whoa, and walking away like someone would if they weren't into a girl, Mm. 
he seeks her out later to tell her again how he just wants to be clear that he really isn't into her. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't do that if you were not into someone. You would just walk away and be like, and that would be the end of that. And that was incredibly awkward. I mean, I have kissed someone who wasn't expecting it before and it didn't go well. And and I never spoke to him again. And you just ripcorded out. I was gone. (laughs) And it didn't go well. And he didn't come back the next day and be like, by the way, I'm really not into you. But can we pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, no, that's not going to happen. Okay, so what you've just done is the thing I don't do when I watch these movies, and I think you do, is you apply them to real life scenarios and yeah. find the faults in that. I just mm-hmm. I just go along, la, 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 I like this movie. It's a good I thing we're doing this together because we do... We see them in different ways. Oh, yeah, because I suspend disbelief to the umpteenth degree. And now that you're pointing it out like that, I'm going, well, God damn it. Yeah, he did like her from the get-go, you know? He did. He liked her. That's great. But she was too fearful. And the only reason she could play along was because she thought at least she was tricking herself into thinking that it was not real. Because when it's real, someone can leave you like her mom did. Which, again, I'm sure in the novel they tell what happened to her mom. You know, (sighs) that would be awful. Should we just jump to the ski trip? The big thing that this movie is building towards is a ski trip that she describes as... And he's adamant about her going to with him because all girls go. Well, that was written in Yeah, that was part of the rules. Yeah. Yeah. That she had to go and... On the ski trip. She said it's like prom and then senior week i don't know what the hell senior week probably was. like did you ever have senior um what the heck is it called where you skip senior itis? skip senior itis no senior skip senior skip day senior skip day <laughs> you know <laughs> where everybody skips school that day and goes and like hangs out together man i'm gonna be real honest with you we might have i do not remember well i didn't I go did. <laughs> wait you didn't I went to school. I was going to say, yeah, did you just double negative? <laughs> I did not go to senior yes, skip day. <laughs> I went to school and not to some was canoe like, cabrewing trip with a bunch of... tumbleweeds going down the high school much, hallway? yeah, and me. Yes. <laughs> with your romance novel? I, I didn't read romance novels. In my head, you are. In, this, in this, <laughs> my head, you are going to senior skip day with a romance novel. I was in AP English. I didn't have time for a romance novel. We get it. You read... So they go on a, a ski trip. Oh, and we haven't even mentioned. Well, you mentioned it for a, a second. Fancy ass ski trip. Oh God, fuck yeah! What again? All of this is like I have it written down here. That is the a trope for these any of these romantic comedies yeah. that are high school related. That yeah. any thing that happens in them, like grandiose, like a ski trip or a house party, like we mentioned is earlier, fancy as hell. is is fancy for some is like so fancy someone in their late twenties could not afford yeah. to do it that way. I was thinking they must live in like a suburb of San Francisco or something like that. Was it wait, was it for some reason I was thinking it was like Tacoma. Didn't they show I feel like they showed Tacoma, something. Washington? Yeah. For some reason I felt like they showed something that made me think, is this Tacoma? Hmm. Uh, it's definitely on the Pacific. It's in. It's on the West Coast. So they go on the ski trip and they take a chartered bus into what oh, looks like a no, no, no. fancy what, place. What I was gonna say, we haven't even, we've hardly talked about it all. Her sassy side friend, because I said it was the sister, yeah. it was both, but she has Jen's a, cousin, Jen's cousin, who her arch nemesis's 
Nemesis's cousin. Who's supposed to be like the quirky outsider loner girl yeah, in high school. With crazy blue eyes. Really? I, super poppy, crazy I was blue more eyes. paying attention to her outfit because at one part, point she's wearing like a Sergeant Pepper type yeah. uh, shirt that I thought, or jacket mm-hmm. that I thought was awesome. And on mm-hmm. this bus trip, she sleeps the whole way because she was in an EDM. They, um, that was ad-libbed. Can we also talk about the fact that how old both of us are that we said she was at an EDM? What's wrong with that? There shouldn't be like an EDM show. Is, well, I just said EDM. Like she was at an EDM. I didn't say at an EDM. <laughs> it says, um, yeah, she was at an EDM concert all night. But we didn't say concert. We just said she's at an EDM. I just said EDM. You said at an AD, ADM, EDM, and I assume that was Wait, so you think you just saying she's EDM is better? No, you were talking <laughs> and I said EDM to agree with you. So her friend is awesome. Uh, and her friend just wants, her friend comes on this trip telling her, like, I'm going to make sure you go on this trip. Wasn't that the yeah. reason her friend went? Yeah, Basically, just kind of like a support. Like, mm-hmm. So she doesn't know how to ski. She, on the bus, she doesn't sit next to him. Yeah, makes a point. And he wants to sit next to her and she kind of yeah. nopes him. He even buys the yogurt that she likes. Yeah, buys the special All Asian the yogurt. Yeah. Oh, oh, there was one thing that they did, though. As part of the contract, there was no snitching. They weren't allowed to ever say that this contract or that this was fake. Yeah, that this was fake. But then she, uh, she one guy she wrote a note to that ended up, or wrote one of the love letters to that ended up being gay. Yeah, Yeah, that ended up being gay. Mm -hmm. She's like, I have Korean face masks. And they go up and they're doing it. And then she tells him. And that's what I thought was going to be the turn in the movie was that he would divulge it to other people. And that ends up being like a big note. He's also a sassy side friend because he tells her. I bet he's waiting yeah. for you right now in the hot tub. And she's like, no. Like, he's the one who finally tells her, like, he likes you. Yeah. And you can't see it, you know. So she goes down to the hot tub. And I thought, like. Sexy time. I know. I thought they had. I had written here, like, did they have sex? No. And then, moments, and then a little out. bit later, they have to state that they did not have sex. So, mm-hmm. you know. They uh, didn't. They just made out. The oh, thing. But her dad. But her dad, who's a gynecologist, before she went, oh he my dropped God, her off at the bus so and handed her an good. entire package of condoms. Well, no, no. But he, the talk he gave her was just such. I'm a gynecologist dad. He was like, you know, as your father, I don't want you to have sex, but uh, praying for abstinence is an effective method of birth control. Yeah. So here, he hands her a bag of con- like a yeah. bag of condoms, not yeah. you know a couple. I mean, it was. It was like a manila envelope, so you couldn't see it. And it then, like she a pulled out, then she pulled up out all the condoms. Oh, she did? <laughs> yeah, she pulled them out and was like, what are these? And like condoms. And she's like, well, he says, oh, have fun. And she goes, I guess I will with my condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants her to be safe. And, and then she, so they don't have sex, but they make out, which for her is a big thing because yeah. she's perceived as being a real But what you know, I good could t- not stop focusing on and brian too because brian watched it with me is that she gets in the hot tub in her nightgown and we're both like whoa you're just going full nightgown and then they're walking back through the hotel and her nightgown's completely dry oh no! and she gets in bed and the nightgown's completely dry i didn't pick up on that it's like uh that's pretty bad yeah that's pretty pretty super bad pretty obvious she rides back on the bus with them people clap well, they get on the bus and everyone starts like clapping and cheering. And she's mm. like, what the fuck? And she sits down next to him and he's like, I'm tired. Can I use you as a pillow? Like sits on her shoulder. She's like, this is weird. 
long story sh- there there's some other miscellaneous stuff happens but long story short a video gets leaked of them making out in the hot tub online yeah someone took a and video here's of where them. it gets a little weird like we don't find out who took the video correct we don't know who took the video but jen's the one who like posted it to yeah. instagram and and like tagged everyone in it and uh, but here's what got me was kind of weird about that. Her si- so her sister ends up coming back from college to surprise her at the at cri- Christmas. This is all around yeah, Christmas. She finished her exams early. And there's an there's a quick comment. I don't know if you heard when she said that her sister got the video taken down mm-hmm. because she uh, tagged it as child pornography. Yeah. That kind of just goes no, like, that okay. is no, it I works. know, no, I know, but I was kind of like that was a really f- I've never heard child pornography said that casually in I a know. movie like okie yeah. dokie like that's I guess okay. Yeah. So that's when she is unhappy with him because she she thinks that he told or he you know told everyone they had sex or whatever to which he in the middle of a hallway is like hey everybody we well no didn't her friend sex. she's like upset with him and he's like what and then her friend i can't think of what her name is emily Mm. i don't know what her name is emily's like do something kaminsky and so he turns around and yells down the hallway we didn't have sex and anyone who says it is gonna get their ass beat and no one should talk to Lara jean about this like totally like yelling down the hallway and everyone just stares at him and then the girl who told him to do something about it goes nice job like super sarcastic and walks walks away it's like well what the fuck do you want yeah what you just demanded that i do something about it and then i do something about it and you like tell me i'm (sighs) shitty like (laughs) okay story of my life sarah request me to do something i do it you're unhappy with the result (laughs) way to go kaminsky it's like well what did you want and laura jean's just kind of standing there like shit that hallway i don't know if you noticed it but that's what my senior year hallway looked like really in high school yeah it was like big and open and kind of cavernous with a lot of wood Mm -hmm. and lockers on both sides and it was very like haunting for you yeah like it's a a very like tutor style hundred years ago kind of craftsman tutor so at this point she's pseudo break broken up or no no the girl the the one girl ends up telling her like no i didn't end up take i didn't take that video but where do you think he went that night he came she confronts her in the bathroom yeah Yeah. he's like he was in my room so she doesn't want to talk to peter at all and then josh comes over at christmas and they end up talking about how like she doesn't like him anymore she would never do that to margo but she misses her friend and he's like well I wish you would have told me that because I feel like you just like pulled the rug out from under me and now I don't have a friend anymore and then I don't know what the hell's going on with you and apparently you have a crush on me and she's like yeah I guess I could have told you then she finally starts cleaning her room and there's a montage and about the whole cleaning family her room. goes oh no she's cleaning her room and it's like oh shit she must be really and that's my when life the dad... is a mess but at least I can clean my room and that's when the dad takes her to the the diner, to the diner yeah. and talks to her about her mom but at some point, and I can't remember when, but it was earlier, her her friend, I want to call her Emily. I can't call remember her, her name. Just call her Emily. Yeah. I'm calling, she, a, I'm calling him Todd Ruffalo. <laughs> she comes and sits on the countertop and is talking to 
Laura Jean's dad about being a gynecologist and she's like when oh, oh that was <laughs> fantastic like when did you decide that you wanted to like have a profession where you could just look at vaginas all day to like isn't you... that kind of creepy like what in what made you decide you wanted to do that as a career and, and he's, he's just, just standing there. no and he just goes I'm gonna leave the room <laughs> <laughs> did you notice her younger sister Kitty too the necklace she's wearing the whole movie says feminist Oh no! Which kind of which kind of fits with the character? I thought yeah, uh, pretty good. Um, one of my my probably favorite quote of this. I'm going to start saying my favorite quote from a movie. It's sure, the movies yeah. at some point do this, and my enti- my favorite quote from this movie, hands down. And I don't remember exactly when it happened, but it's when she was like arguing with them, and she said it wasn't tongueless to me about. Oh, I don't remember the kids. that. Just like it's not, it wasn't tongueless to me. It's supposed to be like this impactful moment. Like, it's such oh, an God. important kid. But it, I know, but it feels like such a thing a high schooler would say in like a, the heat of the moment yeah. to a, a boy or girl that they're mad at. All right, so let's get through this plot a yeah. little bit. But bang she out eventually the hears him out after she talks to Jen, and he tells her like the only reason I came to her room was to tell her that it was over. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's always been you. You've never been second best. I think he says that at some point, which is like for a girl, it's just like, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, guys don't seem to understand just like words mean a lot to chicks. (laughs) Just say important things. Um, And so she meets him out on the lacrosse field. And he's, she's like, hey, I just wanted to tell you I drove here. And he's like, again, coming cool. back to at a pivotal moment, coming yeah. back to the, the. And then she turns around to leave and he's like, wait, 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 <laughs> is that all? And then she tells him. That, well, she says, I have a note for you. Yeah. And she won't give it to him. He's like, you have to give it to me or I can't read it. And she makes him turn, turn around. Turn around and then she reads it aloud. And then tells and him then to halfway turn through, around. she tells him to turn and is like, I like you. And then he turns, he's like, <laughs> he well, doubles down. I'm falling in love with you. And then they kiss. And then it like pans out as they're walking across the lacrosse field. She said something about like, I always thought I would f- be falling in love in a, field, in a field, but I never thought it would well, be a lacrosse how, field. That's how the movie started. Yeah, with she was field. with yeah. Josh in the field I in like her that dreams. Book ending. Uh, and yeah. that's that's pretty much that's the movie. Yeah. Again, it's it's sounds a little more confusing than it is. It is. It, it's super fun. It is. It really is. And it's light. It is. There was one part in it near the end that I really liked where, you know, it was about just key perspective in life where she was saying something about how she always wished she'd get love letters. And then all of a sudden her sister comes down with, with a box. She's mm-hmm. like, you were throwing these out every day. And like, I kept, I kept them. them. And mm-hmm. she opens, and it's all the notes that he wrote her, and it's like... Yeah, and they're and, very sweet. Yeah, he's like, hey, kind of girlfriend, do you want to sit with me at lunch? Yeah, and he's, she says, oh, I was getting love letters all along and didn't even realize. Yeah. And, I, and I really, again, like we say, in this movie, they all have that little kernel of truth in them. Yeah. And that was, that was the kernel of truth you they took to from recognize. this one. You have to recognize. Open your eyes, and you may, it may yeah. not be... You may be getting what you want, just not the way you, uh, you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. When, but, you don't see it right away. Yeah, and, but it may be there all along. It's true. So if you, you know, what are, what are some of our, our um, elements of romantic comedies in this? We've already hit well, the sassy side. Well, the cute, yeah. which is, they've known each other for a long time, but apparently it was when the big thing that made her crush on him was the seventh grade game of spin the, the bottle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the reason they can't be together is she's terrified of relationships and he's trying to get back with his ex-girlfriend. Um, there's one montage where she's cleaning her room. It's not I, there, amazing. There wasn't the only other one. It wasn't really a montage exactly. I guess it kind of was. Was when she was talking about uh, their relationship growing a little bit. Like I said, and she mentioned I started hanging out with his friends. They're really different than my friends. Yeah, kind of that a little one, bit. Yeah, it, more reason, voiceover. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was. Mm-hmm. I'd say that was probably the close we got. There wasn't your normal rom com. I mean, yeah. there's music playing as she's cleaning the room. You know, that's yeah, that's more of the montage. Um, she has her sassy side friend. She has her precocious sister slash side friend. She has her gay side friend, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have jobs. They're in high school. This is classic high school rom-com. They, none of them have jobs that their parents are rich enough that they have everything. Mm, yeah. it's And it feels like it was the same town that 10 Things I Hate About You was in. It almost felt like a similar high school. Ten things I hate about you. The the school is in like the Tacoma area. I do know that. Oh, it is. Yeah, because I know because uh, a friend of the show, Taryn, her sister lives in that area, and she says they've like been there, and that it is this jaw droppingly unrealistic high school. Huh. Like it actually. Exists I always thought it was on the years. coast. I could have sworn it was uh, Tacoma. Huh. There I you mean, go. Yeah, Stadium High School, Tacoma, Washington. Hmm. There you go. Um, the location isn't super important since none of us really know exactly where it is. Yeah, but it has to be, it wouldn't, it has to be on like the West Wealthy Coast. Wealthy enough. Yeah. Yeah. And the only other place you could really put it would be where we see a lot of the romantic comedies like, uh, Maine, Washington, like that kind mm-hmm. of. They're always on the coast. Yeah. But even there, I don't know that it would work as well because you need to be able to get to that ski trip pretty easily. Right. Yeah. Physical comedy. I guess her sister with a helmet. Yeah. Her fainting. Her, her like kind of tackling driving. him into a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's physical comedy in it. Yeah. yeah. The them putting on like the face, kind of wearing the face mask. And, yeah. And all that. Yeah. Um, and then the soundtrack. The only song that's well known is the song "I Like Me Better," mm-hmm. which is very popular right now. Which was yeah, but I think played on the bus ride to the ski trip. But what music was in it? Like I said earlier, it it did play to this feeling of high school because a lot of the songs just felt very airy, light, innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, it it kind of added to the you and I played during the flashback to Laura Jean and Josh. But you and I, if it's the song I'm thinking of, that's a One Direction song. I don't know. So the soundtrack, like most teenage rom-coms, it does play a decent part. It's a part of the movie. It's there. You can't you can't ignore it. It wouldn't be the same movie without it. This isn't like Fool's Gold, where it was just random Caribbean steel drum music in the background. These were actual songs yeah. that felt like that they were picked out. Well, but out. there were only like, there were very few. Yeah, Sarah, here's the thing I hate to tell you about this teenage romantic comedy made in 2018. I don't think we're supposed to know most of the music in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's one song by Matthew Deere. I don't know who that is. He's classic EDM. He's like, he had a song called Put Your Hands Up for Detroit because Detroit is known as like a really like very influential EDM city. So it's by Matthew Deere and Tegan and Sarah. 
Hmm. And they're all three of those people are older than us. Okay. Well, Maybe. Well, good for them. At least Matthew Deere is. So. Okay. So we've got, you know, soundtrack. There is a soundtrack to it that seems purposeful, thought out, and present. Again, not just like random steel drums. Like. Yeah. Oh. Tears for Fears, too. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. And the diner scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if you were going to say. Because as I started watching this, I'll be honest with you. Like the first probably. 10 minutes or so I was kind of like is this going to be really a romantic comedy or is this going to be a romantic high school movie that maybe has a few comedic beats but like it is mostly a because I think those are two two different things I think you can't have a romantic movie it definitely I think skewed toward romance Mm -hmm. there wasn't nearly as much comedy well, no, and that wasn't to say, to, well, I'll, I'll say my, we always do like one to ten, ten being, you know, quintessential romantic comedy, one being not at all. I ended up, it, it had comedy, but it was a lot more kind of subversive stuff. It wasn't, the only real kind of out there comedic stuff was the younger sister or kind of the quirky best friend. He had funny lines too, Peter, every, you know, he yeah. would come up with some. Well, it wasn't slapsticky yeah. at all. No, I guess, you know? it was more like and a, biting commentary. And a lot of it did kind of lie in kind of these awkward moments too that were mm-hmm. like chuckle inducing. I call it a rom-com. I call it, I'd give it like an eight. I think the, the only things that I probably wouldn't, it, was a different kind of rom-com. It wasn't like a 27 dresses sort of one. It had kind of a yeah, earnestness. It was far to less it, I slapstick. Guess. Yeah. I mean, it was teen and it definitely moved toward that teen audience and teens are they're more savvy and less apt to go for a 27 dresses yeah. type comedy, yeah. you know. By that time when you're watching 27 dresses you're like 25 and you're like, "Eh." <laughs> I'll take a comedy where I can get it, you know? So you think a romantic comedy for teens almost has to be more sincere, a little more earnest. Yeah, a little more savvy. Or well thought out. But I still say it skews more toward rom. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot of com... So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no like, I don't know. I, I, I see myself comparing it to 10 Things I Hate About You a lot. Yeah. I think there was a lot more comedy in 10 things i hate about you i don't know i i guess i'd put it closer to a seven okay but then i lean i don't know because i really liked it i found i found myself i will say this i found myself chuckling out loud a a decent amount of times during yeah i mean there is also depends on what comedy you like yeah but this wasn't like knock knock jokes and all that stuff i mean yeah there was the sister going getting the helmet and all that and the the best friend making awkward comments to Aiden. Yeah. It was, you know, for the most part, a little bit more subversive and sincere, but we would both say, this is a romantic comedy. And Sarah, would you tell people to see this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would too. If you got Netflix, check it out. Like I said, it comes in a little over an hour and a half. I mean, it's on Netflix. You can see it. You can go Netflix and chill it. Yeah. And like relive your high school experience. And it really, I'm telling you, for me, it really did make me feel like the right mix of like awkward and excited. And that scene where they're first in the Brian said it made him feel sentimental. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I I as well. Mm -hmm. The scene where they're in the diner talking for the first time just Mm -hmm. had this vulnerability to it that it, it really did feel like the first time you were able to talk to someone you liked without feeling like. Mm hmm shy and i thought it was good when peter another kernel from that movie is peter says like 
she was my first and it, it's, it's not like I can just like walk away from her. It takes, it's, you know, it takes a lot to get over your first or something like that. When he was saying like, she was like, well, why did you go to her room? And he's like, well, you know, I still had a lot of feelings for her. And I thought that was very insightful. I did too. You know, it's like the, again, they are playing 16 year olds. We have to keep reminding ourselves of that. And 16 going on 25. Am I right? Yeah, he's in real life. He's twenty four, I think. Oh, okay. He was born in ninety six, so twenty two. Yeah, because which hurts my soul. Yeah, I know. What uh, do you What do you think at this point? Should we make ourselves feel bad? What do you think at this point? We could each play in a movie like this. How How young could either each of us play? I don't know. Yeah, depends on how good of makeup artist I have. Because I just turn. I just turn. If you shave. Yeah, because I have a little bit of gray. I'd have to dye my hair. I think I could probably, I think the best I could do is probably younger substitute teacher that's been in the game only a couple years. So maybe like I might be able to pull like a 26. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe 25. 25 might be a That's what I was thinking is like 25 is probably the earliest I could play. Like I look at my under eyes, I'm like they're getting awfully thin. I just think that, you know. These road weary eyes. There's no way to hide. There's no way to hide the pain that these have seen. I have to wear my sunglasses, even if it's just cloudy outside. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, want to play Odernit? Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> so let's play Odernit. Yeah. yeah. Where we dive into exactly where we think if Laura Dern could fit in this movie, well, where she fit. Here's the deal. Okay, talk to me. I think Laura Dern should play their mom. Oh, I'm and not happy with what you're about to say. Dad oh, should no, be no, no, no. Ken uh, Jong. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that we should just kill Aiden altogether. Oh, God. No. no. Okay. Although I love John Corbett. Wait, but you need one of the parents. And he's still alive. You want So you want Laura Dern to play the mom yeah. and Kim Jong to be the dad and them to both be alive. No. Okay. You want, she's dead. She's dead. So but she's in pictures and things. Oh, so you just want her, you don't want her to have any kind it's of acting Laura role Dern. in this. Yeah. Well, I like that. Durning it. Durning it up. I like that, but I also really Ken liked John. Aiden as the dad. The dad. <laughs> I wonder what he'd be like in a serious role. I bet I could, he could probably do good. Who, Ken um, John? He doesn't have yeah. to be serious. You know who I'd like to see her as in this movie? And again, who? there's really not a lot of adult, you there really aren't. can count, count the adult roles dad. on like, her dad, uh, the, the soccer, gym the gym teacher, and his mom. Are those seriously the? Th- are there three adults yeah. in this movie? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I guess of those three, I his don't, mom. I don't. Yeah, his mom is what I was going to say because I don't yeah. want her to be that. That's all you can oh, do. Oh man! But what if Laura Chaperone. Dern just walked over? No, there. What if she just walked over and was the coach? Was like, hey, stop it. Stop mm. it, you two. Give me another mile and walk away. That would away. be fun. Okay, so what we're saying here is we're okay with Laura Dern playing two of the adults in this movie or the mother in the background photos. Yeah. And all that. I think it'd be fun to create a role for her as like the bus chaperone. Yeah, but see, that goes something. back to what I was saying is having having less adult roles in this movie is, I think, what kind of made you able to step into it as a, an old, um, you know, 34-year-old yeah. person. And so that's why I'd be scared to add another adult role to it. Does she belong? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she'd, I, I actually think she'd play his mother very, very well. I think she could play that kind of strong single mother. Yeah. You know, at a dinner very well meeting the son's girlfriend. So, yeah. 
Apparently, Jenny Han, who wrote the book, mm-hmm. was uh, cam- had a cameo as uh, one of the chaperones at the dance where Lara Jean and Lucas danced the homecoming dance. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I need to go back and look. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Was well, that is that about all you got for this one? I believe so. Uh-huh. Oh, um, I wanted to reference an NPR article which said that this movie was fizzy and endlessly charming. It was the right balance of surety. She had, and I thought this was true, she had the right balance of, of surety and caution. And I think this movie really hinged on uh, Lana's, what's her name? I can't remember her last name. Uh, Laura Jean's performance because she did so much with her facial expressions. And there was a lot of, of quiet in this movie and a lot of looks she gave. And it's like, she was able to somehow show like confidence and intelligence, but also show like vulnerability and like anxiety. And she did a really good job of like showing all of that in her face without overacting. Yeah. I thought it was overall a pretty well, Acted movie, and you're right. Yeah, she did kind of nail, yeah, nail balance. She didn't overact at all. And if you, I was looking at her face a lot, trying to study what she was thinking, and she just did a really good job of conveying emotion without like laying it on really thick. Yeah, which cool. made it intriguing for Peter too, because he always wanted to figure out the sexy Rubik's cube. <laughs> Apparently, that would be a good Halloween costume. Sexy Rubik's Cube. <laughs> are there curves built in? I mean, well, almost, what do you do? It would almost have to only be a top half, and then like just legs. legs. Yeah, like it's not. This is not With a cleavage. Heels. This is not a cleavagey Rubik's Definitely Cube. Definitely not. Or could you? Could you do a tiny Rubik's Cube that's just your middle, and, and just have it, giant just boobs like, like shelved on top of it? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Let's see, Sarah. If you type, if you type in "sexy Rubik's, Rubik's cube, cube," I bet any money With something some has ears. come up for a sexy Rubik's. Okay. Oh, okay. There is a sexy Rubik's cube outfit, and it's not as good as what we described. It's just like a Rubik's Cube dress. That's yeah, that's stupid. Oh, that's like 80s wait, window there's, pane. There's a Rubik's Cube dress, but it's not sexy where it's like the the uh, planes oh, are moved look off at of that each one. other. But this one? That's, no, this one. That's yeah, that's fun. the one I'm talking about where it's like the oh. Rubik's Cube is almost turning, like the planes. That could be made yeah, sexy because you just shelf the bad boys. Right? So she should like poke someone because yeah. it's turned toward the front. Yeah. Huh. You could do it. I should go as a sexy I mean, Rubik's we cube. Could do it. Someone could. <laughs> I mean, you as in people could do it. I was gonna say I don't think I, I don't have. Think the, you should do that. I don't think I have the <laughs> the goods to pull off sexy Rubik's cube. No. I had fun this week, Sarah. Me too. Good, and I hope you all had fun, Sarah. If uh, if people wanted to email us uh, why they think sexy Rubik's cube could be a good outfit and how <laughs> they would tweak it, where would they do that? Uh, mail at romcomcom.com and check us out on instagram it's just romcomcom dot com uh at instagram or whatever just that on is. instagram yeah on instagram i forgot to post i forgot to just cut that part <laughs> yeah i will and then i also want to thank this is my suitcase as always for letting us use their song love off the keys to cat heaven as our intro and outro theme song check them out they're on itunes and all that and Bandcamp. uh 
all their side projects are great too and uh yeah that's that we did it we did it netflix sexy rubik's cube She has written five love letters to the five men that she has loved in her men. life. Men. <laughs> what did Sorry. I say? Boys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>